0: Ho 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 and welcome to Fed Talks. I'm your host EJ Festive. How you guys doing? I know it's a little early for a new episode, but the schedule is all weird because of holidays. Uh, I hope you listened to the uh the episode I posted earlier this week where Haley returned to talk about the best TV of the year because that was super fun. Um all of my guests this year have been very good and fun to talk to. And uh uh they're they're delightful. Uh and most of the guests I've had are people I, I was have been friends with to varying degrees. Uh and and Haley is somebody I, I really only know through through social media and uh it's super fun when she comes on the show uh especially to talk about T V so we'll probably do more of that in the future. I want to have more guests. The guest episodes have been very good. And I'd like to bring those... Not only bring those people back, but also maybe make some new friends. Who knows? Uh, this is a Christmas episode. And... I will be honest, I got a little... I got a little bit of Christmas blues. Uh, which sounds like a musical cue for somebody to start playing a... like a, a Vince Guaraldi saxophone solo or something. But, uh... Just... I don't know. I mean, I've talked about it a little here. I don't know how much I want people knowing about me, but uh, uh, I was dealing with depression a lot last year and a little this year. And uh, it's all kind of... I did a good job of keeping it at bay, and it's just kind of kind of hitting me now that the holidays are coming around. uh you know... Christmas is always a little bit of a... Usually I do a lot to gear up for Christmas. Like, I watch a lot of Christmas episodes and review them for my website, which I didn't do this year. Uh, You know, they're just some sort of Christmas-related projects I just couldn't build up the energy to do. And... But even when I can, then, like, actual Christmas comes and it's sort of... (laughs) <laughs> you know, oh yeah, I'm alone. I guess I'll go see a movie or something. So it's, I don't know. It It's it's always a weird time of year for me. And, you know, it's been a weird couple of years in general. And uh, this year, for some reason, I'm really focused on whether or not I've... <laughs> I'm going to regret being so honest into a microphone. But uh, I've also seen the downloads and I know nobody is listening Uh I kind of feel like I didn't really matter this year Like, I just didn't do anything for anybody that made things better like I don't know, I don't know that anybody was better off for knowing me this year than they would have been if they hadn't uh, and like I said, that's a little more honest than I'd like to get So I'm going to back off from that, but also not cut it out because, I don't know, I'm lazy and bad at editing. So now you get to know what a freaking wreck I am. Uh, One thing I I wanted to do here to sort of try to build up some sort of Christmas energy is uh, I have this tradition. It started out as a family tradition uh, and then moved to something I do uh, just for friends. Uh, including my sister, who's both family and friend. Uh, we started this thing where we all, uh, my brother and sister and I, all wrote Christmas stories to read on Christmas Eve. And, you know, they were dumb and they were supposed to be funny. And I don't want to get into the whole genesis of it, but once I stopped having family Christmas, I uh, I kind of kept the tradition and I write a Christmas story every year that I share with my friends. And... uh I've been friends with the same with some of these people I've been friends with for like 20 years now. And to be completely honest, I think they got tired of my bullshit four or five years ago. So they are not super pumped about the annual Christmas story anymore. But I keep doing it because. Honestly, I don't know. Uh, But I do it and I hope somebody enjoys it. Uh, So I thought I would read one of the stories I wrote. Uh, This one actually comes from 2018. Uh, I guess it's important to know that the tradition has always sort of been you're supposed to write them at the last minute. And uh, they had to be short enough that you could read them aloud to the family and that means they're usually pretty dumb and they did get longer over the years so it may be uncomfortably long to read but i'm still going to do it so hopefully hopefully it's still funny but uh it's it's not a great representation of me as a writer it's a great it's a it's a representation of me as a first draft writer but uh like i said i still there's there's still some jokes in it that i think are kind of good and Maybe it'll be a fun Christmas tradition and I'll, I'll become a, a beloved David Sedaris-like figure with my my annual Christmas stories. So, look, if you want to be David Sedaris, you got to start somewhere, and this is where I'm starting. Uh, I have no idea how long it'll take to read this, so if, if there's any, it'll either be a short episode or a long episode, which I guess is true of every episode. Uh, so here we go. and I cannot believe I'm doing this. 2018's Christmas Boy and His Magic Pants. I'm not one of those boo Christmas bah humbug guys. Mostly Christmas is pretty sweet. You see some tertiary family members have a fun party or two with your friends, watch that Simpsons episode where Bart steals a video game, and it's a good time. But there's one thing I absolutely can't stand. One thing that, and I'm not being dramatic here, has absolutely ruined my life. And that thing is the 1982 film "Christmas Boy" and his Magic Pants. You've probably seen it, not because it was successful or good, but because a few years back, somebody realized that a young Brian Cranston had a supporting role as the post office employee in charge of sorting the letters to Santa. And more recently, somebody else noticed young subway pervert jo- young subway pervert, Jared Fogle as a fat kid who falls into a giant pie. Those two things mean it's going to get aired on cable as a curiosity every year until we burn out on irony. And that can't happen soon enough because, well, I played Christmas Boy. I wasn't a child actor, necessarily. If you've seen the movie, you know I wasn't any kind of actor. But they shot the movie near my hometown since the production was too cheap to manufacture fake snow. They went to where the snow is, in Michigan, and made a point of hiring locals presumably to guarantee at least they'd get a theatrical run in God's mitten. This is the actual nickname of Michigan. If anybody says otherwise, they have spotted you as a rube and will probably try and scam you shortly. Woe will be tied to you, as the ancients said. I won a talent contest at the mall. My mother took me on a lark, and since the event wasn't especially well publicized and also a guy in a Hulk suit was appearing at the nearby Toys R Us that day, it was a narrow field. I eventually remembered the line, "'Come on, Jeremy! It's time for my magic pants to save Christmas!' Uh, Jeremy was an elf who wanted to be a podiatrist, and yes, I know that's just a tweak of the Rankin-Bass Rudolph. You do not need to point out the parts of this movie that are bad. I know. And even if I didn't, it's been covered on episodes of both The Flophouse and How Did This Get Made. On the latter, June said I made her stop liking children, including her own. Jason wanted me to die." I guess they're thinking about doing Christmas Boy on the upcoming season of Mystery Science Theater 3000. I don't remember much about making the movie because I was young and it was such a weird experience. I can sort of reverse engineer some memories by watching the movie, but I don't want to watch the movie. It would be one thing if it could just be a weird embarrassment that comes up at family dinners while my grandmother assures me that I did a wonderful job and it was her favorite movie ever. It was also one of three movies that my grandparents ever saw in a theater. The others were The Sound of Music and, for some reason, Airplane 2, the sequel. But the internet doesn't let things die, and when the Cranston heads checked it out, a gif of my reaction to his character sending mail to the North Pole in a special catapult went viral, and then the local news did a piece on me. You know, wide-eyed reaction kid grows up to be area man. And it seems like they do that piece every year after TBS or Comedy Central or whoever airs it. So that means everybody in my life knows that I was a bad movie child and they never let me forget it. I'd like to think I know how Jake Lloyd feels, but I haven't looked into it to see if he turned out okay, so that might be a tasteless thing to say. If you know more about Jake Lloyd than I do, please ignore that whole last bit. A little bit of seasonal ribbing from friends would be fine, but coworkers and people I don't like also have information also have access to this information and they taunt me in a mean way. I hate it. If I disagree with Matt the sales rep at work he'll call me Christmas boy or throw some of that poorly delivered dialogue back in my face. Oh you don't think that's a realistic ship date? Well I don't think you know what these pants can do creep. What a butt. It's just a general annoyance but it picks up around the holiday season when strangers can suddenly identify me at GameStop or that one bar where one of the Or at that one bar where one of the waitresses always wants to talk about Batman. So I get into kind of a funk around Christmas because strangers and enemies are not affectionately joking. And by the way, not kidding here, is it weird that I have enemies? I'm just a regular dude who is not involved in high-level espionage or fighting crime, and I still have enemies. I mean, I don't have my own joker or anything, but I probably have a better rogues gallery than, like, Hawkman. I mean, once you get past the Shadow Thief and Anton Lamont, the Fadeaway Man, you've got nothing. I've got Matt and Ron and that guy at the comic store who says Ben Affleck is the best Batman, and my dad and my dad's side of the family, and my ex-girlfriend who thought I was talking about her on Twitter and so she tweeted a bunch of obscenities at me. It's a lot. Also, I know there are a lot of DC Comics references in that last paragraph, and I'll try to tone that down from here on out. I can't promise not to talk about Shade the Changing Man, but I can promise to try. My point, and there is one, is that everything is a little, little bit worse at Christmas because I have to deal with this. I just want to go about my business without having people yell about my pants, you know? This is the bare minimum a human being should be able to expect in this day and age. Just that tiniest possible bit of dignity. Boy, I didn't even mention my name, did I? Weird. Just pretend for a second that somebody is writing these stories and they're bad at thinking of character names and so year after they... And so year after year, they use the name Richard Harris and then specify that it's not the famous one, even though that Richard Harris has been dead for years. I mean, that's a purely theoretical exercise, but that's still my name. I'll be honest with you. There was going to be a plot about babysitting here and my my friend's kid was going to find the original Christmas pants for the movie that I kept for some reason, but there really wasn't a lot of potential there, so I don't want to tell that story. Instead, I'm going to go to Las Vegas for a pre-Christmas vacation. Sit right here so I can do that, and then come back, and I'll keep telling this story in the, pre- in the past tense. Hey, I'm back. That was very confusing. I'm breaking out of the story right now to say that sentence structure was a mess, as was the concept I was trying to convey. Okay, back into the story. I couldn't really afford a vacation, but something needs to happen in this story. I've been to Vegas a couple of times, and one time I'm confident I saw Tracy Morgan at an aquarium. He was berating a fish for being deceptive. That didn't happen this time. What happened was, as soon as I got off the plane at the airport, I saw Christmas Boy on every TV screen in the place. Turns out somebody noticed the guy they arrested as the Golden State Killer was an extra in the movie, and he's in the background of all the most embarrassing scenes. The scene where I try to eat the world's biggest candy cane, the scene where I imitate a Chinese person by pulling at the corners of my eyes. I was seven, and it was 1982. Everybody knows this is bad now, but let's not, judge, let's not judge child me of the distant past too harshly. And I entered the terminal at the exact moment when child me looked right into the camera and said, if I'm Christmas boy, does that mean my dad is... Santy Claus? I'm a grown adult man, but if you saw a picture of me as a kid, you wouldn't be surprised. Of course, that's what I looked like as a kid. So when I'm standing underneath a big screen showing my child face, anybody halfway paying attention is going to realize the tired man in real life is the movie boy. And the murmurs started. I wanted to run, but you can't run or do anything weird in an airport, so I had to stand there at the baggage carousel and wait like a dip, while countless people asked about my magic pants or Santa Claus, or why they use giant pies for the pie-eating contest, That you'd most likely be expressing the final tallies in percentages of a single pie and end up with potentially inaccurate results. It was a slow news day because the president isn't a dangerously unqualified and seemingly deranged failed meat salesman. I mean, I don't need to tell you that because we don't live in the darkest timeline where Troy left to get the pizza. We live in the regular timeline where, after Obama's second term, we elected a former stage magician to the presidency. He'd also been in the Senate for like 12 years, but the magician thing stands out. People call him President the Magnificent. But you know all this. Why am I even bothering to tell you? Anyway, slow news day. So it was on all the news channels, and when I checked in, it was on all the news channels when I checked into my hotel. And no, I'm not going to tell you which one. Not without sponsorship. Hear that, Mandalay Bay? Oh wait, damn it. I went to my room and tried to come up with a way to change my appearance. I pushed, but I couldn't grow a beard then and there. So I put on some, so I put on some sunglasses and headed for the casino. I don't really gamble because I don't know the rules to any games. I've seen every James Bond movie, but they never tell how to play, so Baccarat or Chaman de Ferre remain mysterious, even though I know that I'm supposed to be happy when Bond shows an 8 or whatever. I know how to play Texas Hold'em, except sometimes I need to look at a cheat sheet, and also I giggle when I have a good hand. Mostly when I've been to Las Vegas, I've, enjoyed, I've mostly enjoyed magicians and the general vibe that makes it feel like you could see a boob at any moment. But I figured people would leave me alone in the casino since they'd be too busy evaluating me as either a hustler or a mark to realize that I was once the child who had to act like he was fighting back tears when he thought Jeremy the Elf, a badly miscast Stacy Keach, died in a reindeer stampede. I sat down at a blackjack table and everything was okay until we got our first cards and the croupier asked, Will Christmas Boy hit or stay? And everybody started to laugh. And it was so shocking that I panicked and ran back to my room, leaving my $5 ante behind. I needed that $5. Back in my room, I paced for a bit. And then I looked out the window to see Spider-Man outside. Now, obviously, that's a fictional character, but maybe this was an into the Spider-Verse situation. And then Spider-Man, who was clearly wearing a store-bought costume, said, Christmas boy? For just a second, I thought we would team up, just like an issue of, well, Marvel team-up. Spider-Man? I asked stupidly. Hey man, I'm just uh, doing a stunt here. Climbing the building, dressed as Spider-Man. Sorry to freak you out. Uh, No problem. Uh, why? You know what? You'd get this. I'm the kid from Jurassic Park. Was, I mean. From the movie? (laughs) It was a movie? The thing is, I don't want to be known forever as the Dinosaur Kid, so I'm doing this. Got a suction cup suit, because that's totally a real thing and decided to climb the building and get attention for something else. I'm controlling my narrative. That's a really good idea, man, I said, shocked at how well sound was traveling through the thick windows. I mean, I could hear everything clear as a bell. I should do something like that, thanks. And then I heard whatever sound describes the reverse of something sticking to a wall, and the grown-up kid from the actual Jurassic Park plummeted 11 stories. I sat there for a while, trying to ignore the commotion outside, and collected my thoughts. The more I fought Christmas Boy, the stronger a hold he'd have on me until I splattered myself trying to get rid of him. I was Christmas Boy. Nobody else could say that. I could be more than Christmas Boy, but I was never not going to be him. I washed up and headed down to the bar. The bartender gave me a smirk. What are you having, Christmas Boy? I sat down. Yeah, I'm Christmas Boy. My dad is Santa Claus, and I have a pair of magic pants that save both Christmas and Hanukkah in the same year. And Christmas Boy will have a hard cider. Thank you very much. And that's it. I wish I had a point for you, but I don't. I feel better, if that counts. There's been a lot to deal with you, and maybe it's just a win to feel less bad. And maybe it helps you feel less bad if, say, your weird friend was hurriedly writing a story on Christmas Eve because he cares about you and he wants to service a tradition, even if that tradition is dumb. That may not be something, but it's also not nothing. Happy Holidays from Christmas Boy. Wow, you can tell I did not write that story to be spoken aloud because, uh, uh, dang, I tripped over a lot of those words and I apologize. Uh, but I hope you enjoyed that. Uh, I have this habit of looking back at stories from two or three years ago and going, oh, I was funny then. And I guess that means I'm getting progressively less funny, which is unfortunate for those of you who are listening to this show in the present uh, as I become continuously less funny. Um, you know what? It's the holidays. It's really all I have. This is going to be a short episode. Um, thanks for indulging me. I hope you enjoyed it. Maybe we'll do it again next year. Um, I don't know what else to say. Uh, I should mention our sponsor Uh just absolutely the best look i'm i'm running out of things to say in a short episode i'm not gonna go on for five full minutes but uh i mean you've heard her on the podcast she's delightful and hilarious and also the stuff she makes is really really excellent uh very extremely uh uh affordable pricing compared to a lot of what you see on Etsy uh, it's obviously too late to get it for a Christmas gift now, but buy something for yourself. If you live in a place where T-shirts are not wearable this time of year, get some mugs, dude. The mugs are great. The mugs are fantastic. I look at those mugs every day, and they make me happy. You can't go wrong. The new Car Ideas is is genuinely one of the best designs I've ever seen. Uh, the new Carl Havoc mug looks terrific. Uh that's a chunky is a design that I just am absolutely absolutely in love with and it is very fun on a mug um so go get something also pick up an apive t-shirt that's my website and she did a lot of work to make a very cool logo for my website and she should get some money for it um I mean really I should pay something but uh she keeps not letting me so buy an apive shirt so it's like getting paid um, yeah. Teased by the best. I guess that's it. Uh, I don't know what the schedule will be next week. I don't think anybody's too worried about it, but I will, I will definitely try to get something out. Uh, check out the dot I'm going to do my top 25 TV shows of the year. And, uh, Hey, this might actually be fun. You can sort of, uh, Uh, try to uh, speculate Uh, here's the breakdown of my top 25 shows of the year by network 6 from HBO 4 for Peacock 3 on Netflix 2 on NBC and then 1 each for AMC Adult Swim Apple TV Disney Plus Disney XD, Freeform, FX, FXX, Hulu, and Showtime. Uh, and I will say that Disney Plus actually I, I combined a couple of shows into one entry. Um, so you hear one Disney Plus, and you're like, oh, what Marvel show made the list? It's more than one. I cheated. Uh it struck me as interesting when I put it down like that. NBC was the only broadcast network to make the list at all. Uh, uh, Bob's Burgers from Fox could have very easily made the list, but it has been on my list for like 12 years now, and I've run out of things to say about it, even though it is delightful. But i got to get some new blood on this list, you know. Um, so the plan is I'm going to run that in three parts, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Uh, I can't guarantee it because I'm doing a very bad job getting the, getting the uh, entry written up. Um, yeah, check that out. Um, you can email the, web, the the podcast at fedtalks at yahoo.com. Uh, I'm on Twitter at EJ Fetis. I'm on Instagram at ej underscore uh, I have not been super active on social media of late. But if you send something to me, I'll see it. Um rate and review on Apple Podcasts, that would be cool. So far only one person has. Uh I was I'm I mean it was a good review, but let's get some more in there. Let's see if we can get an algorithm going where people listen to this show exactly once then go, What the heck is this? and never listen again. But get me that 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 sweet dopamine hit of getting a couple of extra downloads once in a while. Uh, I managed to stretch, stretch it out to almost a regular length episode. I really need to cut down the ending. Uh, I will talk to you at some point next week. I hope you have a happy holidays. Uh, bye. Fed Talks is a Faux Boys production. Wee, 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 wee!